Welcome back to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Carol Hodges, and it's good to be back. It's good to be back. This is going to seem weird to the people in the chat. Oh yeah, by the way, watch the Twitch streams. This is going to be the best way for me to put out content because I'm putting out content. Excuse me. Wow, what a great start for me. And it's easier. It's easier, just easier for me. But I'm back. I'm back. Life's been crazy. Life's been insane, but I'm so happy to be back um, doing what I love, band, family. Uh, but you know what? Legion's back, and it was not a good return for the black and gold as they face the other black and gold. You can see this uh, if you're on Twitch. It's my Red Diamond coffee mug. Red Diamond, if you want to sponsor me still, that'd be great. Um... <laughs> But let's just go ahead and get into this match because there's a lot of hot take stuff I could throw out there, but I just, I feel like it's not worth it. And so instead, here's what I'm going to talk about, some tactics stuff. Because in the chat, Harry talked, uh, brought up a point. It says that both us and Tulsa are inconsistent. And I don't think it's our players that are inconsistent. I think it's our coaching. Um, this is something I mentioned last time we played, that a four-man back line, specifically the way we use our four-man back line uh, and our midfield, it was it's never going to work against Tulsa. Throwing it out there, the four-man back line, and essentially a two-man defensive midfielder or just two-man midfield, whereas essentially a 4-1-2-3, which is what we kind of put out there today, where... Um, Thomas, and I, I thought it was Van Kinselli or Van Kinsel, but I haven't yet to get any kind of confirmation on that. I want to say Van Kinsel, though. Um, where he was kind of playing a third as a, as a center back, where he was essentially playing as a three, but basically Thomas was playing a solo uh, center defensive mid, meaning that we only had two midfielders that were not forwards, which was Junior and Prosper and Nico. Um, what this does, and I talked about this last time that we played FC Tulsa, and the big thing to me is that, I mean, I don't say it. Uh, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Logically speaking, um, and this was the issue with the 4-4-2, is that you have two you have two midfielders and if you have a three man midfield going against you, which Tulsa does, it's Costa, Rivas, and Suarez, arguably the best midfield in all of the USL. And I really do mean that. On their game, FC Tulsa has one of the best midfields in all of the USL. Costa, Rivas, and Suarez those guys are insane. You don't. You want those guys in your midfield. You those guys can be starting almost anywhere in the USL, and you have three of them going against two guys, Anderson and who was uh, Eli. Great players. They're good people. Great players. And I mean, when you're going against three. All U- three all USL players, even if Anderson and Eli Cronali had the perfect game, that's still three versus two. You're never winning that. And that's unfortunate. That really sucks. 
but it's the truth, which is why, especially when playing Tulsa, and Tom Tommy Stone is a fantastic person. I think he's a good coach. But as a tactician, I feel like this was an easy answer. I feel like there was very easy answers here. And it was just put a five-man midfield or even a four-man midfield and make it a 3-4-3. I think that's the answer. We kind of had a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 a today, but not really. And having being overloaded in the midfield – we tried to counteract that by just crunching down the midfield. Well, they started exposing us on the wings, and that's where I think both, I know the second one, but both goals came from was just us being exposed on the wing. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand the, there's a lot I don't understand here. And I, again, want to throw this out here that I think Coach Stone is a wonderful person. I think he is a fantastic coach. But explain to me why Zach Haravo is playing center back. Why is uh, Van Kinsley, please someone tell me which one it is, um, why is he playing in the midfield when he could be a center back? Why is Haravo playing there? Why is Fanwell Kavita not playing? He wasn't. He wasn't injured. Why isn't Fanwell Kavita playing? It surely isn't for rest. And if it is, tell us. I, mean, I understand why you can't tell us that, but that's just miserable. Just absolutely miserable. And the most inexcusable part to me, maybe I don't know this team as well as I thought I did. Maybe I just don't know. But why do we have two keepers on the bench? Now, I have sang the praises on this show many times for Trevor and Ford. I don't think it's a I think it's very obvious that I am biased towards some players, and I'm not afraid to hide that. I am biased towards Benefimo. I am biased towards Trevor Spangenberg, and I'm pretty biased towards Bruno Lapa. I I just love them. They are great people and it's so easy to root for good people. But if you're Coach Stone, you cannot have two guys on the bench who are keepers. And you could probably say, well, it it didn't really matter, did it? Yes, it did. When Thomas went out because he took that hit to the head, and I'm assuming he came out because concussion protocol, I don't know that for sure, but when you take a knock like that, that's a worry. We had to put Benefimo in his place, a center back which is fine if it happened in the 60th minute. But this was the 87th minute. We were going for goals. And when you're going for goals, you don't want to replace a midfielder with a center back. Ben is a fantastic player, and he plays a lot of positions very, very well. But I mean, that's it's just not what you want to do. I mean, look, this is a very bare basic level, okay? When I played 7v7 Adult League Soccer in the Tuscaloosa Adult League, very prestigious, I know. I was a goalkeeper. Hey, golden gloves. Just throwing it out there. I'm Matt, Matt Van Okel was never the golden glove winner of the 7v7 Tuscaloosa Adult League. Throwing it out there. But, 
I thought, you know, back when I was playing all that kind of stuff, I would say that's pretty good results, pretty good player, right? You couldn't put me in the field. You couldn't put me a center back, couldn't put me in midfield. You sure as heck couldn't put me as a striker because I, I, my game isn't suited for that. Ben's game is not suited to be a midfielder. So why couldn't we put Marcus Ugarte out there? Why? Why wasn't he out there? You know, we have other options we could have had. I mean, Jackson Robel, I get that he's kind of gone back to being the uh, – he's kind of gone back to the academy and does his thing from there. But we really couldn't have had him for one game. I mean, Dylan – or sorry, Jake Roof has come in at midfielder a few times. Why? Why hasn't he gone in? So, here's, I guess, the issue. Van Welkabitev didn't play. Daigo Kobayashi has a knee problem. Bruno Lapa still has his uh, hernia. You know, meaning the only available midfielders we had to go in the game was Marcus, Marcos, Marcus Ugarte, and Jackson Robel. Every other player we had was on the pitch today. So what's going on? And the questions have to be asked, right? Of where is Fanwell? Why did he hurt? Why is he hurt? Is he hurt? What's going on? Why is Freddie Kleeman gone back to Austin? Why did he only play one time? Why can't we put a guy like Jake Roof, who's played these kind of positions before, in? We have all this depth, and yet it felt like we weren't prepared to use it. And those are real questions we have to ask ourselves. Like, what's going on? Why did this happen? This whole thing is just... It's crazy to me. It is absolutely crazy to me. I don't know what you guys in the chat have to say about this, but the coaching decisions were weird. Why didn't JJ start? We need the points. Why isn't Jaden being used sooner? We need the points. Why did Ryan James not start? We need the points. We are a team who is in a funk right now. There's no question about that. And we went to play defensively. I mean, Jay Heap said in an interview that he'd rather us play offensive football. You know, that's exciting. We all want to see offensive football. And yet, we're playing a defensive brand. Why? It doesn't make sense to me. Some other things I want to talk about, okay? And this is just some personal things. And I don't like throwing players underneath the bus. I think it's rude. I know players watch this. They listen to this. And I don't want to get them down. But if you watch the match, you know who I'm talking about. This is a very easy person to figure out. But there's a certain player today who was doing our set pieces. And we were coming to the end of the half. And not even just then, but just in general. He instead of running to go over to the corner and take it before the half ended, or even better, before the 90 minutes were up, he was just walking. Why? Why? 
to the point where it looked like, now, I couldn't hear that well. A fun fact, I was born with 25% hearing loss. My hearing sucks, which is not a great thing for a musician. But it looked like Jay, our general manager, our president, was yelling at him from the sidelines to start running. I can't confirm that, but that's what it looked like. Like, <laughs> leaned over the railing, started yelling, clapping, trying to tell somebody to hustle. And it looked like it was the guy who was walking to take a corner. Now, it's one thing that this was happening in the third minute, but this was happening in the 45th minute. This happened in the 85th minute when we were losing. Both times we were losing. And this is part of my issue. I put it on Twitter that as a club, as fans, we should demand more. I said that against the Indy 11, the very first game of the year. You have to demand more from your club. I demand more from the coaching staff. That just consistency. As fans, we want consistency. And if as a fan, I want consistency, I wonder what the players want. That's one thing. But the other thing is, if you're a player, you got to know where you are. We are a team from Alabama. We are a team who's having to compete against college football to stay relevant. You are in a state, you're in an area that is built on blue-collar workers. Ones that don't stop fighting. The ones that went down into the mines every single day just to put food on the table. The ones who worked in the steel mills because it's the only job they could get. And these aren't, these aren't times of yesteryear, a long time ago. These are my parents. These are my aunt and uncle. These are the people that are coming to watch your game. And if you can't put in the hustle to run from, or even just jog from, 20, from the 20-yard area to a corner, to take a corner, just to ensure that your team has a chance to score, then I can't put up with that. A lot of fans can't put up with that. This is just kind of a message to everybody that's on the team. I'm sure as on, uh, on uh, if you're listening to this via podcast, I'm sure me drinking straight into the mic sounds absolutely fantastic. But you don't, you just do not do that. You got to show some effort. I said it from day one. You don't, you cannot just go out there and just roll it out there. And just expect it to happen. You can't just go out there and just go on your pedigree alone. You can't do that here. We are, like I said, we are a town. We are a city that was built off of the labor, of the hard work. We're called the magic city because we sprung up overnight like magic. Because people were working in the mines. People were working on the boats and people were working in the steel mills. That's what the city's felt and founded off of. And if you can't do a simple run from the 18-yard box to the corner just to, in, just to even give your team a chance to succeed, I don't care how talented you are. I want you gone. Now, I'm not saying I want this player gone. I don't want him to be on the flight out of here. That's an overreaction. But it needs to stop. 
that's the player that's a message to every player on the team is that you need to put your heart and soul into this because the fans who come and watch you do every single time. Now, this is going to be a quick message to the fans. The fans today, I'm not going to lie, I was one of them. I was pretty low energy today. We need to be there to motivate the boys. All right, it's it's hard. It's a Sunday. A lot of us are tired. Some of us just got done the first week of classes. You know, life happens. I get it. But we need to start getting more fans in the stands. We need to start making some more noise because today was not great. So we can't just turn it on for matches against Louisville. It needs to be all time. Every single game from here on now is a playoff game as far as I'm concerned. We need to secure these points. Now, on the live stream, I've been going for about 22 minutes. But I'm only 16 minutes or 17 minutes into this podcast. So let's talk some stats one on one. Legion created 20 chances, 19 shots. They had two very big chances, eight corners. And we had eight shots on goal, six shots blocked. 13 of those came from inside the box. And this is another issue that comes to light that Legion... We just try to work the ball as close as we can, as close as we can, as close as we can. Then we take our shot, but we don't take it sooner. And I don't really understand why. I wish we would just shoot our shot. And because we have guys, Junior, Nico, JJ, Jaden, Anderson, Johnny. I mean, they're really freaking good. I mean, they're good players. Let them have a go. Why don't we just work the ball into the box over and over and again? I don't know. In that first half, we were the better team. They could not, other than the one time that they broke through our back line and finished the ball, we dominated, absolutely dominated them. And, you know, I mean, but we just kept trying to get the ball closer and closer and closer and closer. But sometimes I think getting the ball super close is not a good thing because then you get so close that you can't shoot on the keeper. There was a few times where Sean Lewis, who had a heck of a match, I just want to throw it out there, uh, his fought mob stats are not going to be good, but what a freaking match he had. He had some brilliant saves. But also, when you get so close to a keeper, granted, I'm not a professional keeper, I don't really know, but... Once you get once you get so close to the keeper, you either just pass the ball or pray to chip it or just hope you can get under them because they've taken away pretty much every single lane you have because they are just bigger than the space they, they have, you have around you. And that's just a big issue I see. That's a really big issue I see coming out of the Legion is that we just try to work the ball too much. I appreciate it. It's just It just doesn't work. It just does not work. Some other stats... Obviously, killed them. In, I not killed them. Possession, misleading stat, but I do think in this match, I felt like we had more than just 54% of the ball. It felt like Tulsa barely touched it. Every time they touched it, it was just a counterattack, and that's why possession doesn't matter because some teams just want to counterattack, and they did it perfectly. <sighs> Overall, this Tulsa team has talent, and... I'm not overly shocked that we lost to them. I'm shocked how we lost. It was a very depressing way to lose. 
uh, seeing people just not do well. People who clearly just did not care. Um, and just confusing, 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 confusing um, tactic decisions led to a loss. Led to a loss that I don't feel like is fully deserved. But it is what it is. So I am going to just stop talking there. This has been a long one. I should be back. I should be back now. There is a chance that that was the last match I got to go to this year, which always sucks. But, hey, the MDB calls, and it is what it is. My plan right now is I'm going to live stream our parent preview show. I think it'll be really fun. I think you guys are going to like it if it's able to work, if I'm allowed to. It's going to be really cool for you guys to watch. I think during that time, Louisville City will be will be playing Louisville City. But it is what it is. Um, some other stuff. There might be some big stuff in the works. Cannot confirm that yet. But I had some conversations after the match with some people. And uh, very, very excited. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, that's really it. That's it for me. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm glad to be back. Give me feedback on this episode. You know, depending on how you follow along, whether you're a Twitch guy or gal, whether you follow on Anchor, whether you follow on Spotify, Apple, whatever, make sure you subscribe to it. Hit the bell to hit the notifications because sometimes I don't post on Twitter. Just, you know, support, support the pod. Share it with your friends. But, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Until next time, guys, keep hammering on.